Anthony Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to welcome you back to the Promise of Our Father podcast. And we thank God for all our spiritual cuts leaders out there all over the world and all over the countries and all over the cities that's doing the work of the ministry. We thank God for blessing us the way he has been blessing us and filling us with his Holy Spirit. We thank God for you for listening and tuning in and continue to grow in the words of eternal life. This message could be difficult to receive because we've been living in a world that we believe what people see and what we've been taught all our lives. See, if I'm telling you and God's telling me to teach you, because it ain't I'm telling you, I'm speaking through the knowledge and the understanding of Christ's teaching that God taught him to teach us. So if I'm teaching this message of eternal life, it's not to be offensive. It's to give you the understanding that God has promised you eternal life. And until someone is able to explain what God is teaching and what God is telling and what God is giving, you could never understand what God is saying and you could never believe in what God promised. So without further ado, we're going to continue forward because God has called us into this episode from the last episode and we're going to continue. Amen. So let's go from where we started at in the first episode of this podcast on this series. And it reads in Job 33, Job chapter 33, verse 23. If there is a messenger for God, a mediator, one among a thousand, to show man and woman God uprightness, then God is gracious to the man and woman and says, Deliver my people from going down to the pit. And God says, Deliver my people from going down to the grave. And God says, Deliver my people from going down into death. Because I have found a ransom. Here's her flesh. Here's her, her flesh shall be young like a child. He and she shall return to the days of their youth. So there's a reward to receive when you do the will of God and teach the words of eternal life. To teach people that they don't have to go to the pit. They don't have to go to the grave. They don't have to taste death. Because my son Christ pays death for everyone. Huh? In Job 33 verse 26, he says, And he and she shall pray to God. And God will delight in them, and they shall see his face with joy. And God will restore to the man, and God will restore to the woman his righteousness. God says, I will restore if you continue to walk in the words of eternal life. Peter said, Father, where are we going to go? He says, you have the words of eternal life. You are the son of the living God. So he says he's going to restore to man and restore to the woman, huh? That will go out and speak and teach on the words of eternal life that he taught his son Christ to teach in John 12, 15. Huh? He says, Father, I know you commanded me to teach on eternal life. He says, I'm going to restore them back. To my righteousness. Hey, glory. So I want to tag this 
Return back to God's eternal righteousness, part two. Return back to God's eternal righteousness, part two. And I want you to realize that God is doing something so powerful in the earthly realm. But there's so much going in the earth where people can't understand the power of God. And God has everything to do with what we are experiencing in the earthly realm. If, whether it's a war in Israel, whether it's hate crime, whether it may be what people dying, innocent people at that. Huh? It does not matter. God overlooks and it overshadows everything that we are experiencing. It ain't nothing that we see and hear and experience it in the earthly realm that God don't know about. So don't get it twisted. Huh? So people, there's so much a hate crime in the earthly realm. And if I am not mistaken, God says that there are churches against churches. There are preachers against preachers. And there are all types of uh, different religion groups against different religion groups. Because one religion group believe in another. Islam believe in this. Huh? Jehovah Witness believe in this. The Church of Christ believe in that. And I want you to realize, huh? The Baptists and the Southern Baptists and the Catholics believe in this and that. So therefore, we are experiencing anti-Semitism right here in the church all over the world. Huh? So God says, we're going to get this right. He said, before I return back to the earth for my church, he said, the kingdom of God shall be preached throughout the world. So here we are, here at Spiritual Cuts Ministry on the Promise of Our Father podcast, teaching of the glory of God, which is his kingdom. Huh? And the glory of God it reveals God's eternal promise. So there is so much anti-Semitic going on in the last couple of weeks, in the last couple of months. That's been a 400% increase. Wow. There is so much a hatred and religious, religious hate crimes that are taking place right before our eyes. Huh? A daily on a, before our eyes on a daily basis, which is for, which is a form of anti-Semitism in the churches today, across the United States and the world. But I want you to realize, God is not slack in His promise, as some men are. So I want you to realize, although we experience all that, Christ says. These things that we are experiencing, wars and rumors of wars. He says that's only a shadow of things to come. Huh? So it's no surprise to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It just may be a surprise to us because we are not hearing and believing in the words of eternal life. In Acts chapter, in Acts 17, chapter uh, 17, 30 and 31, he said that, he says, repent and turn back because I'm going to judge the earth. I'm going to judge the world. I'm going to judge the people, huh? And eternal life. 
in his own appointed time and appointed day. And if you don't believe me right now, if you don't see the appointed time and the appointed day is here now, you can never understand where we're about to go in this message. Don't let death fear you from the message of eternal life. Don't let man teaching fear you from hearing the words of eternal life. See, Christ was in the earth teaching the same thing. Huh? And people was dying the same way when he was teaching this message. But the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and the Romans, see, they all was against what he was teaching. But he said, I'm going to stand where God called me to stand and teach what God called me to teach. And what God called me and commanded me to teach to you. He said, I'm going to stand my ground. Huh? Or those people are dying and still hearing the words of death. He said, I'm going to stand my ground. So without further ado, now let me get to where I need to be at. So we left off in the last episode in Romans. We started out there. Romans 1.16 says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, because it is the power of God to those who believe. Hmm? And then he says in Romans 1.17, for in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. You hear what I'm saying? And as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Let's remind you in Proverbs 12.28, in the way of righteousness is eternal life. And in the pathway, there is no death. So in the righteousness of God, so if the righteousness of God is eternal life, because God's power derived from out of his spirit, Scriptures teaches us in Zechariah 4.6, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. So in retrospect, God's power reveals his spirit, and God's spirit reveals eternal life. God's eternal, but God's eternal life is revealed from one body of God to another body of God. Because no one, and that's including Jesus as the Lamb of God, who was named Emmanuel, cannot come to God except through Christ. John 14, 6. The body of God and the body of Christ had to be revealed to Jesus in order for Jesus to have the eternal life of God and the eternal spirit of the eternal spirit of Christ. Let's go back to Romans 117. For in the way, excuse me, for in for in it the righteousness of God is revealed, because if the power of God is revealed. It says, for in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, if the eternal life of God is revealed from faith to faith, and the just shall live by it, we have to find out what faith is in order for us to receive the eternal life of God and the eternal life of Christ through the body of, Christ, through the body of Jesus. Let's go to Hebrews. Huh? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. 
And the majority of us listen to this message and know what it says. Now faith. So whatever faith is, it exists right now. Now faith is the substance of things we hope for and the evidence of things not seen. Hmm? If faith is a substance, that means it is a real physical matter with uniform properties of which a person or a or which a for which a person or an individual or a thing is consist and has tangibility. Or in other words, a substance has an actual body. Now the thing we are hoping for is actually a body. Let's cross-reference Hebrews 11 with Colossians chapter 2, using scriptures. Colossians chapter 2, verse 16. So let no one judge you in food or drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbath. You remember earlier I was talking about all these different denominations, all these different religions. Huh? They got all these different denominations and different religions that clashes up against each other when it comes to the words of eternal life because they all have a different perspective of who God is. So it says, let no one judge you in Colossians and what you eat or what you drank or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance, uh-oh, is of Christ or in the American Standard Bible or the American Standard Version, it says the body is of Christ. Hmm? Because this is important for us to understand and know, we have to know why the body is of Christ. And you can't let in the next verse in Colossians 2.17, it says, let no one cheat you out of your reward. Hmm? You got to get this because this is important. Let no one cheat you out of your reward. What is your reward? Your reward is the body of Christ. We cannot watch it there. That we cannot inherit eternal life in God without having the eternal body of Christ as the substance, which is our faith. See, because we ain't been teached. Most, most, most individuals and Christians and believers have not been taught Christ. Have, or in other words, in Ephesians 4, verse 20 says, you have not so learned Christ as the truth is in Jesus. So therefore, there are so many people who are talking about Jesus Christ and don't even know the separation of the two and have not so learned Christ. They know that Jesus is the Christ, but they don't know the power that Christ has in Jesus' body. Huh? So now, let's, re let's go back to Romans 1.17. If the eternal life of God is found in the body of Christ as the substance, which is our faith, and the eternal life of God is revealed from faith to faith, the other faith has to be revealed as well. Let's go to Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Christ said to them, have faith in God. Huh? Have faith in God, tell us to have faith in God. In retrospect, it is saying to us to have the body of God as our faith, being the substance. And the substance of our faith is actually the body of God. 
But in other words, in order for God's body to be revealed to us, we need the body of Christ to reveal it. Because no woman or no man can come to God unless it is revealed through Christ. Huh? Christ revealed God's body in John 16, 7, and then he revealed his body in John 20, 19, and then he revealed God's body again in Luke 24, 49. So let's go to John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the promise of our Father, the Holy Spirit, that you will be endowed with power, will not come to you in a body as the substance we hope for as our faith. The body of God or the faith of God as a body will not come if I, if I as Christ, do not depart from you. Christ is now revealing to us the body of God that is revealed from faith to faith as a body. John 20, verse 19. This is after Christ rose from the dead and came through the doors that were shut on the third day. In John 20, verse 19, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jew, Christ came and stood in the midst and said, Peace be with you. This body that came through the six-inch doors that was shut is the first body as the substance, which is Christ. Christ let us notice, huh? Notice it's the first body. Let's go to John chapter 20, verse 29. Christ explained to Thomas, because he came to the disciples and they was there because they was afraid and assembled in the upper room where the door was shut. But when the door was shut, he appeared in the body. He said, touch me, touch my body. See that I have flesh in Luke chapter 24. See that I have flesh and flesh and, and the spirit does not have flesh and bones and flesh and bones as you see I have. So he showed them the fresh body of God that was made without hands on the sixth day. Come on. Huh? That he made from out of the terrestrial and the celestial. The Holy Spirit came from the terrestrial because the Holy Spirit had flesh before it became flesh. But the celestial, he made his son Christ and breathed himself in 46 chromosomes as a male and a female, as a male and a female, broke them down to 23. And he said, Hey, my work is finished. Now I'm resting. But now Thomas said, Huh? On the first body, that is the substance that we receive. That is revealed from faith to faith. He explained to Thomas, you touched me, Joker. Hmm? You touched me. Came through the six-inch doors that were shut while Thomas was shutting the doors. And Christ said to Thomas, because you have seen me, because you have touched me, because you have felt me, because you laid eyes on me, you believe. But he says, blessed are those who have not seen the substance and never touched the substance and never 
never put their hands on the substance or never seen the substance huh, of their faith, but hope for the body of Christ that's made without hands because God don't dwell with tem in the temple that are made with hands. He said, blessed are those who have not seen the body that came through the six-inch doors that was shut, and yet, huh? You hear what I'm saying? And yet, he still believed. And yet, she still believed. So God is awesome in his teaching. And most people don't believe what God is doing because people don't understand who God is as God. You hear, you hear what I'm saying? So I want you to realize God is trying to take us into a place to comprehend his glory through the power of the anointing of the spirit of Christ that came through the doors that were shut. See, so a lot of times these messages are not taught in the perspective that they need to be in because most people believe in this message that they've been hearing over the last 20, 30, 40 years. They just decipher them in different manners. They give them different titles, and they attach them to your emotions, and they attach them to your feelings. The message that you're hearing is attached to your feelings and your emotion, but the message here at the Spiritual Country Ministry are attached to your body. Huh? Because you cannot please God in the flesh, but you can please God in the body or the temple that is made without hands. And the body that came through the doors that was shut is the six inch eye through the six inch door that was shut is the body that we need to please God. Mm. I got to get out of there. This is the first body. Hmm. See, people believe in the and people Thomas believed because he saw him. But they believe and have faith in God. Because God is the man. Y'all got to get this. God is the man. Huh? Because people don't believe God is spirit, and the spirit has flesh that is God. That's why he says, let us make man. In Genesis 1, 26 and 27, in our image and in our likeness. So when God said, let us make man in our image, he made Christ in his image, but he made the Holy Spirit in his likeness. Oh, I got to get out of that. Huh? So when you believe in the substance being Christ, it changes the perspective of who you are. Blessed are they who never seen the substance of their faith, and they believe in. And this is the first body of faith. Huh? This is the first body of the faith of God, eternal righteousness that is revealed from faith to faith. But the second body of the eternal glory of God is found in Luke 24. So let's go to Luke chapter 24. Behold, it says, look, Luke 24, 49, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye here in the city of Jerusalem until you endow with power from on high. John 1, 8, it coordinates with Luke 24, 49, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit or the promise of our father come upon you. This is the ultimate body of God that we have inside of us when the righteousness of God 
or the eternal life of God's body and the eternal body of Christ, which is revealed from faith to faith, huh? from the faith of God or from the body of God and the faith and the substance of Christ's body, that these two bodies, which is revealed from faith to faith, from out of God and eternal body and God eternal Son, who is Christ. This is the revelation knowledge, and these are the bodies that we need to have God as the fullness of the Godhead. And these two bodies that comes through the revelation knowledge of God and revealed huh, revelation knowledge of Christ. Because you need the knowledge of Christ to get to the revelation knowledge of God and the eternal life of God is revealed from the body huh, of God and the body of Christ that makes up using the temple. Make up us being the temple. Not just you, but make up us being the temple and the Holy Spirit of God who believes in eternal life. You can't get this until you start believing in eternal life. When you don't believe in eternal life and believe in your heart and think in your mind tomorrow's not promised and life is too short and we all have to die, you have already denied and denounced God's power and his eternal glory that he has given us through his eternal son. Let's go to John. And this is why we teach on eternal life. And we are adamant because scriptures teaches us. Huh? In John 5, 39, Christ teaches us. If you search the scriptures for in them, you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of Christ. But he says, Christians and believers and saints of God, they are not willing to come to Christ that they may have eternal life. Huh? Once you think you have eternal life, huh? you begin to search the scriptures and start testifying of Christ and let go the testimony of man and the testimony of woman. We've been taught all our lifetime and still being taught in most cases. But when, the, when we began to search the scriptures to show ourselves approval unto God that we have eternal life, we move into the position with God and Christ to know we have it, eternal life. Not just to thank it, we began to know we have eternal life. Look what John, the same John, 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 teaches us. Now this is the same John who was teaching what Christ taught him in John 5, 39. First John 5, well, first John 5, you hear what I'm saying? First John 5, 13. These things I have written to you who believe in God and have faith in God and have faith in Christ and have faith in God and Christ's body that was made without hands in his own image and his own likeness that God created on the sixth day so that we may know that we have eternal life and that this may, we may continue to believe in the name and the teaching of Christ as the Son of God. Come on. It's hard to let go what you have in your mind. Huh? It is very, very hard to let go what you have in your mind because your mind been trained that you all have to die and we all must die and tomorrow's not promised and life is too short. This is the normal conversation. So that's why I don't have a I don't mind having a normal 
teaching in this conversation about saying it. The more I mention it to you, the more you're going to recognize when you say it. The more it's being exposed, the more death is being exposed, the more death being exposed. God is saying to him, the last enemy to be destroyed will be disposed before I destroy him. So before death be exposed and the teaching of your mind is exposed to death, he says, I'm going to do something. It is hard to let go what you have in your mind. Our mind has been trained all our lifetime. We all have to die and tomorrow's not promised. Huh? And life is too short. This concept and this belief to the majority of Christians and believers and saints of God is very, very hard for people to let go. Huh? Now watch this here. This is heavy. Christians and believers are more law to saying we all have to die. Then they are saying we have eternal life and can live forever. People are more loyal. Christians and believers and the saints of God are more loyal to what is killing them than they are. That changes them. Let me say that again. People are more loyal to what is killing them than they are what is changing them. Man, that's a heavy concept. I want you to realize most people don't get this message huh? because they are in a place where they can't perceive what they can't understand. This is why most people don't get this message. huh? We, people are more loyal to what's killing them than they are. That changes them. huh? Like we all have to die. They are loyal to saying and believing that. Tomorrow is not promised. They are law to sin and believe in that. Life is too short. They are law to sin and believe in that. All through, all through, although, excuse me, and although they confess and quote the scriptures out of their mouth. Y'all hear what I'm saying? This is heaven. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and eternal life is in the power of the tongue, and they that says it, loves it, and eat the fruit thereof. They eat it because they love it, because they love saying tomorrow is not promised. They eat it, and they love it, and they say we all have to die. They love it, and they eat it, and they say, you told you life is short. This is the normal nutrition for the spirit of the bodies of God's children, sons and daughters, that they've been taught and still being taught, huh? that they all have to die. In they love this truth. But then in the other words, they say they have eternal life. You got to be kidding me. Huh? Whether it's the fruit of death or whether it's the fruit of eternal life. See, we eat the fruit of eternal life. That's why I say this message, these messages are so powerful. And it is being spread throughout the earth. Although death is in the presence of our eyes on a daily basis, eternal life was in the presence of death before death was even in the earth. God says in the beginning, I created the heavens and the earth. Then darkness and void and emptiness decided it wanted to be present. And then God said, I remove it with the spirit of him and the promise of our father. He said, let my light be manifested. He hovered over the water. Even the earth had to be baptized by the water and the spirit to get the promise of God again. Hey, I got to get out of that death. 
and eternal life is in the power of the tongue. I'm teaching this likeness here because I want you to realize this is God speaking to you directly. So if you're hearing this and you've been repeating this and that's what you've been thinking of, you have something wrong with your teaching and thinking because you've been taught from the doctrine of man and taught from the doctrines and the commandment of men. You got to watch where you're getting your teaching from. You got to watch what table you set and be fed from. Whether it's a fruit of death or you're going to be fed from the fruit of eternal life. If you want to eat eternal life, continue listening to these messages. Huh? Since we have explained the eternal life of God as his righteousness, because we know that in the way of righteousness is eternal life, and there is no death in his pathway. And the eternal life of God is revealed from the body of God to the body of Christ. We must explain what and why. The just must live by faith. Amen. What does the scripture mean in these passages or verse of scriptures in Romans 1.17? The just shall live by faith or in the B clause. It means this. If faith hmm, is the eternal body of God, if faith it's the eternal body of Christ. The body of the just has to be the body of Jesus. Let's go back to Romans 1.17. For in the eternal life of God is revealed from the eternal body of God and the eternal body of Christ. And as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Romans 10.8. What does the scripture teaches us about the just? In Romans 10 verse 8 it says, But what does it say? The word is near your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So if the just shall live by faith, and if the word is in your mouth, and you've been out of your mouth, out of your heart, and out of your belief in your confession that we all have to die and death has to be manifested and it is inevitable, huh? And tomorrow is not promised and life is too short. You are putting something near your heart that is draining you. Death drains you, huh? It pulverizes you. It takes you into a place where you can hardly breathe and you wonder why sickness and disease remaining in your temple because your temple is of the flesh of man, not of the flesh of God. You hear me? Because the flesh of God came through the six-inch doors that were shut and he made Thomas touch it. Thomas said, oh my God. He said, the spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. Verse 8 in Romans 10 says, huh, the word is near your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. It's just as what I'm doing, preaching the word of faith. Faith from faith and the just shall live by it. So let's continue in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus. Huh? that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10, 8 is saying, this is heaven, what is speaking, 
Although we have heard it over a millions of times, the word is near your mouth. And if you confess the Lord Jesus in your, uh, the Lord Jesus uh, with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised the Lord Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Although we have heard this a millions of times, the verse explains the difference in believing in eternal life in your heart and making only a confession with your mouth. If you are one of those Christians and believers out there who believe in tomorrow is not promised and life is too short and we all have to die someday, your belief and confession is unequally yoked and with, unequally yoked with one another. Why? Because you can't believe in your heart. You have been given and promise eternal life by God through his son Christ and then confess out of your mouth we all have to die and tomorrow is not promised and life is too short. Especially, hmm? Especially if eternal life means, let me give you some definitions of eternal life that are out there. This is important that we go over this. So watch this here. For Christians and believers, I want you to understand, you must remember these are scholars and theologians and very educated people who is given these definitions of eternal life. This one in particular, answer of eternal life comes from the Community Grace Brethren Church. And I quote you, this is what eternal life is to them. Their definitions of eternal life is just that. You hear me? Eternal life means forever. But this is the continuation of their meaning of eternal life. This is powerful. The spiritual church leaders of community grace, brethren church says, although eternal life means forever, it means when, you, when life ends here on earth, it continues somewhere else. You got to be kidding me. Seriously? Man, I'm telling you, you have to ask yourself this one question and be honest with yourself because God is judging the world right now as we speak on those who believe in eternal life and his, and his eternal righteousness through his eternal son. How could eternal life mean forever and then you receive it after you die? Have you as a person or an individual ever stopped and paused parenthetically and asked yourself this question? How can you receive eternal life after you die? Spiritual church leaders has taught us and still teaching them that this is what eternal life means. But if Christ is our teacher and we all are taught and learned by God, how can eternal life mean that is what you receive after you die? Let's look at what the Webster Dictionary Huh? Definition of eternal life means we got the we got the man version or the spiritual church leader versions. Let's take a look at the Webster Dictionary version of eternal life. You with me? Eternal life means without beginning or end, lasting forever, and always existing. Now that's Webster Dictionary. So now let's look at God and Christ's definition. Romans 10, 10. For with the heart, let me read that 
And then we're going to go back to the definition of Christ. In Romans 10.10, For with the heart one believe unto the eternal life, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But Christ teaches us about eternal life and how we receive it, to have it forever without dying to get it. John 6.48, we all are familiar with this passage. And it reads, I am the bread of eternal life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. You hear me? And are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven. If anyone, especially Christians and believers and spiritual church leaders, eat of this bread, you will never die. So over at the Whosoever Move Brethren Church, they said eternal life means forever. But in essence, he said, in the continuation, it is received after your life is ended on the earth. When you end up somewhere else. And that's scary all by itself. He says, and when you end up somewhere else, that is a, that'll frighten me right there. But here we see that Christ says, your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven. If anyone, especially anyone like me or you or them who believe in the living son of God, he says, eat of this bread will never die. Then he solidified verse 50 in chapter 6 with verse 51. Christ says, I am the living bread which comes down from heaven. And if anyone, including you, including me, believes in this bread and eat of it, he or she will live forever. This is heavy. Because we are breaking down the middle walls of separation. Because the church is separated from each other through anti-Semitism because they all have this anti-Semitism against each other and won't announce it to one another until they get in a, an altercation over the scriptures. When all both of them or all of them are wrong because there's only one God, huh? one father huh? and one faith. There's only one body and the faith of God that we should have. And that's the promise of our Father in the fullness of the Godhead. So now Christ says that if you eat of my flesh, if you eat of this bread, that is my flesh, you should not die and live forever. If this don't change your mindset of we all have to die and tomorrow's not promised, and life is too short. I don't know what will. I really don't. May God bless you and continue to be who you are. And how powerful is the statement and teaching of Christ? So if you are being taught and have been taught that this foolishness about we all have to die and there are some will. I'm not saying that, but if you're a peculiar, a peculiar people, 
You've been called from out among, huh? From the people who lack the knowledge of God because they reject the, they reject the knowledge of God. He says, I will reject you and your children. So maybe we're experiencing something in the earthly realm because people who say they love God have been rejecting his knowledge through his teaching of his son Christ. And he says, I would even punish your mother. So when he said that, I knew God was serious when you reject his knowledge because God's knowledge is God. God's temple is God. God's love is God. God's spirit is God. God's son is God. God's word is God. So if you reject God's word, spirit, son, and the, the love of God, hmm, and his knowledge, you better watch out. And you need to know how powerful this statement is with Christ's teaching because we've been taught that we all have to die and tomorrow's not promised. And life is too short. And it makes you unequally, un unequivocally, unequally yoked with God. And with his son Christ. Because your equality and teaching come from man's wisdom and man's teaching. And not from the wisdom and the knowledge of God and Christ's teaching. This is why we have to understand the scriptures when the word of God is being spoken. The just shall live by faith, which is the body of Jesus. This is why it is important to understand the confession of the Lord Jesus and recognize that all it is is only a confession to enter in or a confession to introduce us to Christ, and Christ brings us into the presence of God. Why? Because Christ is the high priest and the shepherd and the bishop and the overseer of our souls, not Jesus by himself. We need Jesus' body for our sins, but we need Christ's body who covered in the Jesus' body to get back to God's body. Come on. You need Christ's body. You need Jesus' body. Huh? You need Christ's body. Let me say that again. You need Christ's body, who's covered in Jesus' body, to get, to get back into God's body. Huh? You have to understand why this is true. Because I want to say this before I get into you are uh, the, the, the next verse I want to speak. It says, death means, since we gave you the you know, definition of death, we gave you the definition of eternal life and diversion from the man, from the spiritual church leaders, from uh, the Webster Dictionary, and from Christ's teaching that God taught in. Because we all are taught by God, and Christ is our teacher. But death is the seal. Is the irreversible succession of all vital function, especially as indicated by the permanent stoppage of the heart or the permanent stoppage of the respiration or the permanent stoppage of any brain activity. That's why it's important and imperative to understand and comprehend Romans 10, 9. 
that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, see, we are confessing the Lord Jesus, but we have to eat of the living bread who is the Lord Christ to have eternal life and not die and live forever. So if we confess the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts and know the purpose of God raising the Lord Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. So Romans 10, 10 says, so this is insinuating or this is saying that you can make a confession or make a declaration about the Lord Jesus and never come into the knowledge of the Lord Christ and the Lord God and the eternal righteousness of God and the eternal life of Christ. Why? Because we only been taught that Jesus is the Christ, but never been taught the Lord Jesus is the incarnabula or the first stage of the Trinity of God. And if the Lord Jesus is the incarnabula or if he is the first stage of the Trinity of God, we have to understand and comprehend why the just shall live by faith, especially if this faith is the body of the Lord Jesus as the just. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. The incarnabula is so powerful and so important for us to understand. If you miss out on the incarnabula, the first entrance or the first stage of who God is as his son, the word was made flesh. Huh? In the beginning, the word was made flesh and tabernacle among us. You hear what I'm saying? So therefore, that's the first portion of the body of God that we receive the word that was in the beginning. And the word was with God and the word was God. So you still need those three entities to receive the anointing and the glory and the eternal life of the two bodies of God and Christ. You hear what I'm saying? This is heavy. So let me continue. Because the incarnabula, the incarnabula is, is, is the first stage of the Trinity. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For it is the Lord God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give, the, to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Christ had to shine the light of God's glory in Jesus' face for Jesus to get the glory of God through Christ. Huh? So the light of the knowledge of the glory is very important. But we have this treasure in this earthen vessel. See, remember when I said in Genesis, and God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form, void, and darkness on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered over the water, and God says, let there be light. So the water had to shine, a reflection of the Spirit of God had to shine from out of the water in the face of the earth, and the earth restored was restored back to God through the Spirit of the water and the Spirit of God. 
So the water had God's spirit and made a reflection and the earth had light through the reflection and the earth was restored and God created man from the dust of the ground from out of the earth that was restored through the reflection of God's face. Come on. But we have this treasure in this earthen vessel that the excellence of the power may be of God. <coughs> Excuse me. And not we ourselves. The excellence of God's power is not of man, not of, nor of woman, but of God. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Huh? We are persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Now listen to this. All these things had to happen to us to get us in a place to actually call on the name of the Lord. Hmm? Because if everything is, huh, hunky-dory, and everything is fine and going, everything is good, you know what I mean? You don't have to call on God. So God hard-pressed us. He put us in, the, in, in persecution situations. But they won't destroy you. And we need to learn as Christians and believers and saints of God that this is where we, this is what we need in our lives in order to press forward, huh, to the higher calling of God. Because the higher calling comes from out of the pressing and the persecution and the despair. Hmm? When you are hard pressed, you seek for something to soften the press that is hard. And the spirit of him and the promise of our father says, I would never leave you or never forsake you. Hmm? So God is teaching us where we need to be at when we understand who God is. So I want you to realize when you're pressed on every side, forsaken, struck down, huh? Now we got to get to this verse that gonna all gonna let us understand in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10, why the just shall live by faith. Although we have to deal with the vicissitudes of life or the changes or variations occurring in our life through the course of our living, we have to understand we are always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Why? Because that the life of the Lord Jesus may also be manifested in our body. Come on. For we have lived, huh? We who live and have the eternal knowledge of God and the eternal knowledge of Christ are always delivered to death for the Lord Jesus' sake. Why? Because that the life of the Lord Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Why is this so important to know and have a great understanding and comprehension of these verses of the scriptures? Because it teaches us how the eternal life and the eternal redemption process starts. Remember, we said that the Lord Jesus is the incarnate or the very first stage of the Trinity of God. And being baptized in the in Matthew 28, 19, being baptized in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Spirit, huh? who we know as the Lord Jesus, is the first stage or the incarnate 
in Canabola of our confession we find in Romans 10, 9. When, when confession with the mouth is made unto salvation, this does not give you eternal life with God. Let me say that again. When confession with your mouth Huh? And believing in your heart that the Lord Jesus was raised from the dead, huh? Does not give you and does not give me eternal life with God. It only brings you and it only brings me back into the family of God through your confession with the Lord Jesus. Because in Romans 10, 10 says, For with the heart one believes unto eternal life, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So this means to us, and insinuating to you, just because you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus does not give you eternal life, and you not die and live forever. Because the scriptures would not have said, if you believe in your heart, Unto eternal life. It did not say that. If confess with your mouth. Gives you eternal life. But it says. Believe in your heart. Eternal life. So eternal life has to be. Within the 18 inches of your body. And your mind. Where God resides. Huh? The 18 inches where the 666, where the enemy, the number of man, the number of beasts, tries to separate the number 18. Because 18 is where God resides. <coughs> Eternal life has to be manifested in your heart. And the confession of living forever and not dying like Christ was teaching in John 6, 48 through 51 has to be huh, your belief through your confession. Because you can't confess out of your mouth and believe this in your heart. We all have to die and tomorrow is not promised and life is too short and receive eternal life through that confession. If God had made his promise, we received from him in 1 John 2.25 that states that God has promised us eternal life. This means anybody can do it. Come on. You got to be kidding me. This means I can, I can raise hell with people all my life. But when I feel like the end is coming or death is coming, I can change my mind at the last minute and say, Oh, God, I repent from all the hell I have given people throughout my life. So can I have eternal life, Daddy, and live forever and not die? And God would rep respond to that person or to that individual, my son or my daughter. I forgive you and I receive your acknowledgement of your confession with your mouth pertaining to the Lord Jesus. And since you never so learned Christ to have and come into the knowledge of me as God and believe in the one whom I sent to teach you about me as God and that I have given you chance after chance to receive my eternal glory and eternal life. That I promise you in 1 John 2.25 and plus I personally myself as God testified in my testimony of me and my son Christ that I promise you eternal life. And you need to know that I have given you eternal life through my eternal son.
God said to them, since you are my son and since you are my daughter and you confess with your mouth after raging hell with people all over the world, with people all over the world in your life, this is what I'm going to do for you since my love and my kindness endure forever. I will raise you up in the resurrection and you will be judged on the good deeds you have done because my son Christ taught you what I told him to teach you in John 5, 24. My son Christ said to you, most assuredly I say to you, he or she who hears my word and believe in him as God has sent him as the Christ and as his teacher, Christ says to them, and Christ teaches them God's word. He said, if you believe in God and if you believe in God's word found in 1 John 2.25 and 1 John 5.13 and John 5.24, if you believe in us who have, who, who have everlasting life, he said, if you believe in us, you will have everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but you shall pass from death into eternal life. First John 5.2.25, it says, I have given you, this is the promise that God has promised us. God has promised you and I eternal life. And he says, I write this to you that you won't be deceived. In first John chapter 5, verse 13, and he says that you may know that you have eternal life. Come on. And that you may continue in knowing that you have eternal life and knowing that my son is the living God. John 6, 48, I am the bread of eternal life. Though your fathers and them did eat in the wilderness or dead, he says, he says, yet you shall not die. If you eat of this bread, eat of this flesh, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. And if you eat of this bread, you shall live forever. And the bread that I give is for the flesh, is my flesh. And my flesh is the eternal body of God. Through the body of Jesus, where the just shall live by faith. Come on. And he's telling us, if you believe in me, you have everlasting life. If you believe in my word, you have everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but you shall pass from death into eternal life. But since you spent your entire life thinking and believing that eternal life is given to you and you've been taught from your spiritual church leader over this community, over at the community Community Grace Brethren Church, whosoever moved church, that eternal life means eternal, but you receive it when it ends here and it continues somewhere else. Since you believe in the doctrine of the commandments of men, this is what I will give you since you only made a confession to the Lord Jesus and not a confession to the Lord God and not a confession to the Lord Christ. I give you the resurrection life. Why? Because I am the resurrection. Huh? I am the eternal life. And since you choose to be resurrected, I will grant you access to dying and then judge you whenever you should, when you should, whether you should be received the resurrection of life 
of the resurrection of condemnation. My brothers and sisters, you are taking a chance. I ain't taking no chance with my life. I believe in eternal life. Because my father promised, his son taught it, his son teach it. And I'm speaking with his son teaching because I'm in the same. If you have the mind of Christ, you should think it's not robbery to teach like Jesus, teach like Christ, teach like God. Come on. He says, I will grant you your access to dime and then judge you whether you should receive the resurrection of life. Or the resurrection of condemnation. Now all this teaching that you are hearing and listening to comes straight from out of the scriptures. Oh, let me read this and I'm going to close. And I'm going to pick back up. In John 5, 26. We just read John 24, 25. For as the Father has eternal life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have eternal life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. Do not marvel at this, for uh, the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear the voice of God and come forward, those who have done good to the resurrection of life. You hear me? And those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. So the scriptures is saying those who are in the grave will hear Christ's voice and come forward who done good to the resurrection of eternal life. And this means if you die and go to the grave, you will enter into another entity of the life of God in Christ through the body of Jesus. But however, it doesn't give you the fullness of God as the Godhead. Why? Because you only confess, because you only came into the knowledge of the Lord Jesus and not the knowledge of Christ and the knowledge of God. In other words, it is saying you have not so learned Christ as the truth is in Jesus. And we're going to stop there. And I want you to realize there's more to come because now we're going to explain the resurrection life. I am the resurrection and I am the life. Huh? Though he may be dead, though she may die, yet they shall still live. But they that live and remain and believe in me shall never die. Do you believe in this? Do you believe in eternal life? Who he said, I, if I can find one among a thousand who would deliver them from the pit who would deliver them from the grave, who would deliver them from death, if I can find one among a thousand to teach the words of eternal life. Hey, glory. Do you believe thou this? This is Pastor Lee Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh, and I just want to thank God for the spiritual cuts ministry and all the spiritual cuts leaders and all those who are partaking in the words of eternal life. And as we continue to grow, you continue to grow as we grow. Because we are going somewhere in 2014, 2024, the manifestation of God's glory is going to explore throughout the world. Even death, wars, and rumors of war, earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, disasters, murderers, killers, huh? high-minded, 
Lovers are lovers, men loving men, women loving women. All this will not stop the kingdom of God being preached with authority and power from the Father. And that's what we are doing at the Spiritual Cuts Ministry. So continue to pray for us, and we'll continue to pray for you and your family forever. May God bless you and your family forever. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to your life. Amen.